So I have a festive treat with an interview with Coventry's Dame Ian Lachlan. With a career spanning over 40 years in the children's industry, presenting a number of wow-loved children's programmes such as Play School, Finger Mouse and Play Days. And outside of Coventry, perhaps best known as the writer of the BAFTA award-winning television series, The Tweenies. However, today we're going to be taking a look at something that I think is closer to the heart of every Cov kid, the Coventry Belgrade Panto. Ian has been the driving force behind the Panto, as writer, director, star. Um, and if my maths is correct, this is Ian's 24th year as a dame. So an absolute <laughs> pleasure. My nan and my mum are going to be over the moon that I'm meeting with you today. So oh. a pleasure to have you with me. Oh, it's a pleasure to, to speak to you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank mm. you. Yeah, nice to do it. It's um, it's surreal because I've seen you on stage for most of my life. And when I was young, I think it would have been up to well, I was about eighteen when we went to every single panto. Oh, really? I was I was going to see if I could find some of the old programs from from that time. Yeah. But something that always rem- reminds me of it is when we used to do scratch and sniff. Yeah. You know, we used to have those. Things I do. That yeah. seemed like futuristic as a kid. You <laughs> scratch it up and there's burnt burgers and then there's perfume. And- That's right. That was that was a great thing. People loved that. You know, it all came about because we started doing the touch tours for the blind mm-hmm. and we were we were just going to do them for the blind mm-hmm. uh, to have them and uh, and then everybody wanted one mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we yeah. got them made uh, you know you could scratch them the, the giant socks and things yeah. like that you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 just smelly feet and things yeah. like that that's, that's what was I was great. thinking yeah. yeah me and my sister got quite good at like scratching off just one corner of the four because uh-huh. it preserved the other three quarters oh, for wow. later down the line I remember it really clearly and that must be then 20 odd years oh, since that if not, well, no, if not longer yeah, 30 years is. perhaps is, yeah. Um, and yeah it's, it's obviously something that I hold dear to me and hopefully we can find a little bit more about how you came to be so Perhaps the Coventry Panto, give me your overview of what the Coventry Belgrade Panto is. Well, it's, um, I suppose it's kind of developed a bit, really. Uh, when I first did, I did my first panto here in 1980, mm-hmm. as a, just as an actor, because that was the first season. I was brought down from Scotland to do, to open, to do a show called What Every Woman Knows uh, in, uh, to open the season. Bob Hamlin brought me down, and, uh, and I was asked to stay for the panto. And I stayed, and I was the uh, chorus. I was a member of the chorus, uh, half the giant and back of the cow. That's why I did the first <laughs> panto here. Yeah. Uh, I did one or two pantos uh, did, uh, a bit after that, you know, just as an actor, really. Uh, and then I got the chance to, to write and direct my first panto in 1989, 1889. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Aladdin. Mm-hmm. In Coventry. In Coventry. That was like a Bob asked, he said to me, he said, now Ian, I'm, I'm, I'm offering you two pantos. Everybody gets two pantos and then we move on to somebody else. I said, that's great. That's lovely. I'm, I'm really, really loved to do it. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, um, it was it was a great time, really. But, you know, of course, I was very green at the time and, and uh, I had a partner called... Um, Trevor Allen, who was a musician, and he wrote all the music. He was absolutely fantastic. He helped to write the script as well. And uh, we, we did the first two. The two we did was Cinderella and, and Aladdin. Uh, and I got Andy, who's mm-hmm. playing my ugly sister, mm-hmm. my other ugly sister, he was in it. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he was wishy-washy. So uh, I've known Andy for a long time. Uh, so uh, that was the first, time, first show I'd been in with him. But um, so, so from, from then... It kind of it was it was different really because the designer at that point uh, put me into 
miniskirts and fishnets and mm. high heels mm-hmm. as a dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'd never done dame before. I didn't want to play dame, actually. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play the baddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but so we couldn't find a dame. So Bob said to me, he said, oh, you're going to have to do Damien. I went, oh, I'm too, I'm too <laughs> young to be dame. But he says, no, you play. So I ended up playing dame. And uh, he put me in these... Oh, I didn't really feel at ease with it. And then I went to Sadler's Wells after the two years I'd done here. I went to see a panto with uh, Jack Tripp, who was a fantastic old dame. Uh, And uh, he was a kind of Doc Mm Martin-type dame, you Mm -hmm. know? And I I watched him and I went, that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's I'd feel comfortable doing that. And so uh, Bob had asked us to do a third year, so I changed it all and became my Doc Martin dame. And and ever since, I suppose, then, I've, I've tried to build a... A brand, a Belgrade brand yeah. for the Panto, yeah. which was a, a very you know, like strong story, mm-hmm. good characters, uh, a strong story that children can hold on to, but do all, be very traditional, like you know, have have the dame and have the principal boy as a girl, and uh, do all the traditional routines and all that sort of stuff. So I've tried to build that. That's that's what I've been trying to build mm-hmm. over the years. It does feel different. We went to a Panto a couple of years ago, and I was quite. For me, it was the first panto I'd ever been to outside of Coventry uh-huh. and how different it was. Yeah. They're very reliant on celebrities. Yeah. Um, I like When I think about the Coventry one, obviously we take our boys, it's almost like a variety show. There's things that happen. There's yeah. almost a segment where the phone comes out and people are slipping around and the, the costumes come out. Uh, is the Coventry panto different to a typical panto? Well, there are different kinds of pantos, really. There is the commercial panto that that, that rely on, yeah, stars from Mm -hmm. TV and things like that. And the the story is usually pretty thin. You know, they they don't rely on the story. They rely on the the names. Mm -hmm. And and as you're right, it is more like a a variety show. They have different acts that they come on and different. they they all have different spots that they come on and do. And that's that's the kind of panto it is. I mean, like, but in Birmingham, do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, You know, and so... That is the type of band. A lot of people like it. Mm. Um, I and then of course there are the touring pantos, which are much smaller scale and all that sort of stuff. And and uh, but I, I just wanted to do a, a really traditional uh, rep panto where we didn't rely on names. Uh, we relied on on the, the strength of the story and, okay. and the strength of the of the show itself. Mm-hmm. And and actually, when I first started doing it, it was all original music. We were all original music for it. We didn't use any covers at all, but. Mm-hmm. We've kind of changed. We get we have some original music and some covers now because people like covers. They mm. really do. And how have the Belgrade supported you in that to be different to not rely on celebrities? Is the Belgrade something that, something that continues to support in that way? Yes, they are. Um, I mean, I've been here. Oh, actually, I've been. I think, I think I've done twenty six. Okay, <laughs> oh, my math isn't the best. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll. I was trying to work it out <laughs> as well. It was around. Um, to be honest with you, I wouldn't swear mm-hmm. to it, but uh, Andy, we'll know, settle on twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's round about that because I did. There was about six years where I. Uh, I did other things like the tweenies and stuff like that, and then I went to Inverness and did some stuff. Uh, but um, yeah. I, I, the Belgrade, I've seen different regimes come and go, you know, from sort of the Belgrade over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are running the theatre and they've all supported me uh, as far as the kind of panto they want. They can see that the, the peop- Coventry people want that. Yeah. They want that show they can take your granny to, yeah. you know? Well, we were talking just shortly about, I've written the book for the Coventry Sleigh Ride. Yeah. Now that Sleigh Ride looks exactly the same as when I was a kid. You know, it's right. retro, it feels from the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. And actually the reason why I feel that it's a success is because grandparents and parents yeah. are taking their kids to what they had when they were young. Yeah. When we bring the boys to the panto or my family bring the boys to the panto, 
it's because of that. It's yeah. to experience what we had when we were younger. This nostalgia is massive. I think that's right, and 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 trust. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I think there's a trust. Uh, people will book next year when they come out from this year's panto, not knowing what what it's going to be. It's always early bird <laughs> prices and all that. The people do, yeah. don't they? They kind of yeah. put that trust in it. And there lies the challenge. So I've released 10 books, okay? Right. And I struggle now to come up with no, no ideas. So if we're now looking at 24, 25, 26 pantos, how do you take traditional stories and keep them fresh? Yeah, it's, I, it is a big uh, challenge, really, to make sure it is fresh each year because mm. we are doing Dick Whittington next year. Uh, I've done Dick Whittington probably about three times here. Um, and it, you you just have to try and... Uh, you. You have to take the story. The story is the is is the key and and the heart of it. And you have to keep that mm-hmm. because people well, like Cinderella. They don't yeah, want you don't yeah. want you messing about the yeah, story. You know, yeah. they want to come and see the story mm-hmm. and see Cinderella going to the ball and and all right and you know and the fairy godmother and the ugly sisters and everything. They want to see that. You don't want to mess about with it. And 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 it's the same with any pan to any traditional story that they will know. The thing about Dick Whittington is that. Disney hasn't done it, yeah, yeah. you know. So uh, a lot of the kids don't really know the story of of of, uh, of Dick Whittington. It's a lovely story. It's a great story. There are a lot of locations, you know, where you know, da, uh, you know, Dick's coming down from Coventry and going to London and and all the rest of it. And there is the lot. There's London. There's there's supposed to be Morocco. There's the journey there. There's there's the sewers. There's mm-hmm. all with the rats and everything. And there's lots of locations. It's a really nice one to do. Um, and. I will keep the story, I will keep the traditional story of the rats and Dick and, you know, Alderman Fitzwarren and all the rest of it. And, uh, but I, what I'll do is I will, all the, all the routines, I will look at the routines and say, look, I want to refresh that. I want to do a new one there or, uh, and, and, and the songs I will look at very carefully, I, you know, like, this year, I looked very carefully about what the children might want to hear, mm-hmm. what the parents know. Right. I remember thinking last time, the year before last, Uptown Funk, they came back singing it. You know, like those kind of songs. Or gang. I remember my young cousin Alfie, he's yeah. 15 now, doing Gangnam Style when he came back. Yeah. You know, like it's that yeah. kind of thing of what is now whilst having fresh stuff. And you have to try and do that. I mean, like okay. this year, we, we, we're doing the Ken song from, okay. from the Barbie Yeah, perfect example, yeah. And and the kids, as soon as they yeah. hear it, just, the they just they love it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I've also written new songs for it the, the first song is a new song but I've also done some stuff that uh, uh, that's the, our, our um, transformation song is one that I've done two or three times it just works so well I just mm-hmm. wanted to keep it you know yeah. and so so that that it's just and, and you just have to look at it try and look at it with a fresh eye and with fresh routines and um, and, and, the, and you know just the dialogue and the jokes and things you try and make it nice and fresh you know do you read back on the previous ones you've done? So, wait, Dick Whitson, have you looked on the previous ones or do you try to stay away from it to not try and recreate the Mona Lisa? Yeah, it's it's a tricky one, really. Uh, it, it depends. Yeah. Uh, Dick Whitting, I will probably go back and look at the old one because just to remind myself of all the ins and outs of the story. Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you, I don't have much to look back on now because I had a disaster this year with my... No. my all, all the stuff, all my my... My hard drive was full of all the work I've done ever since I started Hmm. all these years ago with, you know, television stuff and the theater. And I was transferring it in April to a new hard drive because I was a bit worried about it. And I lost everything. 
Mm, I've lost I, all my, my back catalogue and everything. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. Like, I think <laughs> if, like, if I had to save any... And obviously with the cloud now, all of my photos... Yeah. So I think about the photos of the boys or when we got married or when we first got together. That's the stuff I wouldn't want to lose. Yeah. But I'm almost like safe in the knowledge now that the cloud's got yeah. them. And obviously you try to do hard backups, etc. Yeah, yeah. Go on, tell me how it felt then when that happened. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I was just devastated. I lost all my... I mean, I managed to to get a few, you know, I think the theatre kept a few of my pantos and my Santa shows and things. I managed to, you know, get some stuff back again, but uh, all my tweeny stuff, all that's gone. Yeah, <laughs> and there, there, there could be like a temptation to say, like, help me, send what you've got, but you just can't, like replicating the Mona Lisa, you almost, yeah, you're no. never going to get to 100%. And yeah. even if you get 25, that's great. Yeah. Um, again, when we got married, our photographer got broken into oh, um, and no. she lost a lot of our photos. Yeah. And we did that call out to everybody, you know, like, yeah. and photos, which was great. And luckily, she had one memory card that had a bunch of them, but you almost can't replace something. Yeah. You almost have to then come to peace with it a little bit. And yeah. Sarah and I are quite, I feel, rational people. And we said, you know what, it is what it is. Yeah. And actually, what we did with that, we went, there was like the fair they have on like Herschel Common. Yeah. And we got dressed up again. So I had my, my suit on, Sarah had a wedding dress on, and we had photos in the big top. And we've got oh, these lovely. quite arty photos that we yeah. wouldn't have had. Uh, so yeah, I, I sympathize, but I can't even imagine with that because that's well, the next matter. It's yeah. just, as you see, it is what it is. And you just have to, uh, well, I've done that. It's been there, there's water under the bridge, you know, and you just move on, you yeah. know, and, and you've got, you want to try and do new things, really. But uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's just keep, as you say, trying to keep everything fresh. That's mm. the main thing. Thing. You can't re you can't rehash stuff. I, people, you know, people feel cheated. I think they, they, it has to feel new. Mm -hmm. It has to feel fresh. So then, how many? You've just fingering the air, roughly. How many different panto stories are there? So obviously, we could play a game here of how many kind of family <laughs> fortune style. Yeah. But is it what ten? Yeah, probably. I mean, to be honest with you, Belgrade is only ever tackled about five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on, let's see if I can name them. Jack and the Beanstalk, yeah. Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, uh -huh. Dick Whittington, uh -huh. Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin. Uh -huh. yeah. And that was the five. Okay. And I added Puss in Boots. Like, I was about to say Puss yeah. in Boots, and I thought, I, oh, I wonder if that is No, one. I added that, oh, Puss in Boots one year. And um, I wanted to add another one this year. I wanted to add a new one this year. Uh, but we've decided to go with Dick Whittington. Um, but I th there are lots of other ones. I mean, there's things like, you know, Goldilocks. You think Goldilocks is just a story of the three bears, but it is a story of the three bears. But it's it, the panto's got uh, lots of, it's all to do with circus. Oh, okay. Different, a bad circus and a good circus. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the three bears. And, okay. it, and it all starts in the cottage and all that. But and that's one you've done before, sorry? I've not done it before. Oh, okay. And I'd really like to do that one. Uh, and uh, of course, I'd like to do Snow White as well and things like that. But... But the Belgrade like to to stick to uh, a certain amount, and that's fair enough. That's 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 their decision, and and you know, uh, uh, they're, they're strong panthers, and and, and yeah. it's, you know, Tick Tick Whittington is strong. I guess what you have is you always have every eight years a new set of young children yes. that are experiencing for the first time. Yeah. So it's uh, I bet it would be brilliant to have twenty five different ones. However, your up-and-comers are going to want to see some of that stuff for the first time again. Yeah, they are. Or definitely. first time, sorry. Yeah, well, they are, they are, they are. And it's the same with my Santa show. I mean, I've written six Santa shows. And by the time you get you get up to the sixth one, you know, that you've got a whole new lot of children coming through. Oh, okay. And so you can start again if you want. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's the same with the panto. I think you have to, every four, five or six years, do Cinderella, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. kids, kids want to see, you want to do Beauty and the Beast, you want to do things like that. And so if you leave it too long, okay. you know, it's a shame really. People, okay. Kids don't get to see that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The thing that I always smile and I, I see it when you walk out and um, 
people's love the costumes. Uh-huh. So let, how about we have a look at the costumes? How involved are you with that? Or do you have a, a department that just does it? No, I'm quite involved with that, actually. Um, it's, it's fine. We don't have... Well, we have got a costume department here now, but we had a much bigger costume department here uh, two or three years ago uh, where they made they made everything. Okay. Um, and, and really well, too. Uh, but now we get James McIver, who, make, who he's, he's got his own company. He's uh, very well known. He does, you know, a Palladium. He does all, lots of cruises and things like that. He's 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 very very well versed in pantomime and very good. He makes the costumes. In fact, he designed them this year as well. Uh, and uh, I I I have to have my synopsis uh, for the panto, which is about twenty four pages or something. It's quite a full synopsis to, to, to know what's happening in each scene. Um, in by the end of March. Okay. And uh, and then then the, the costumes get designed and the set get designed yeah, from that. Yeah, so I didn't even really think about. And my, part of my question was going to be further on, like the process. But yeah, there's so much stuff that has to happen that's dependent on the information you give them. Yeah. And the earlier the bet, you can't give it to them in September. No. So yeah, okay. So, it, so, so I, and and I don't like to write the script until I know who's going to be in it. Oh, okay. So so I do a a, a, a full synopsis uh, and everything gets designed from that. And I speak to the designer, the set designer. And the costume designer, and we sit together, and we do we do we talk about ideas, and I talk about I suggest ideas for my costumes and things like that. And I probably should have clarified it's, when we talk about costumes, we're not just talking about costumes. We're talking about you coming out as a big massive <laughs> bag of crisps, or was it like a quality streets or something you came dressed out? Or so they're not just the typical costumes. No, that's right. Um, where do those kind of ideas come <coughs> from? As you say, it's obviously to do with the script, but have, yeah. have you had it in mind yeah. what you're going to come out with? Last year, because I, I decided to uh, uh, base everything on sweets. Yeah. It was last year. I can't remember, but, but uh, you know, like Lion Bar and Love Hearts and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And, and uh, you know, the, the makers have a great fun making them. Yeah. And uh, this year I decided to, because the Ugly Sisters is two of everything, you mm-hmm. see. So I had to be very careful this year not to break the budget. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've got, you know, we're, we're kind of rockers. We're uh, into heavy metal and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. And uh, so we've got, you know, leather on to begin with and that sort of stuff. But it's a much more traditional uh uh, ugly sister stuff apart from you know our, our ball gowns mm-hmm. you know, we, we decided to go with mm-hmm. the, the crisps <laughs> <laughs> and how about the sets so the set, I always think they're so lavish and you, they feel yeah. tangible and they feel like they've been made with love do you have to get much involved in that other than obviously the settings that you'll choose just um, yeah I, I choose I, I have good chats with the designer when the designer's coming up with things he'll send things to me and say what do you think of this mm-hmm. and I'll say yeah yeah no, no, no. and because and, I have to keep in mind you know about my all my dances and choreography and things like that that my choreographer will do you know I think is there enough room for them to yeah. do that? Because quite often designers will, you know, design something that's that yes, looks lovely, mm. but it's not very practical. So, yeah. uh, so you just have to be very careful with with what. But the, the, I like a lot of glitter. Okay. I like glitter. Okay, I bet the stagehands are after when they have to <laughs> sweep it all up for the, right. the matinee performance. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I like a lot of glitter, so I think that's important for Panto. And uh, they, we've got a fantastic workshop here at the Belgrade. Okay. They make it all, and they're just brilliant. Mm. They really are. Mm. Uh, so, uh, And they make it so well. You know, it's it goes on. The, the set goes on to Imagine Theatre. Imagine Theatre, who have 
partly producers of the show. Yeah. They take the set afterwards and they use it for years. I saw a video when you were talking about it of, of almost their workshop and they were talking about, so there's this that we've made and this. It's amazing to see. You almost, it's like a museum almost oh, to walk amazing. around to, to see. Uh, I mean, they've, they've got so much stuff. Yeah. yeah. They, get, they get a new, I mean, we're very lucky because we, we get a new set, new set of costumes, new props, everything every year. It's mm. so lovely. To, they're very great to do that. So as we say, 24, 25, 26th time that you've done it, why Coventry? Why have you stayed in Coventry after all of this time? Oh, yeah, Coventry keeps pulling me back. You know, I mean, I came down. Coventry brought me down from Scotland. Okay. Uh, and when I came down to, to, to do the play in Coventry and then did the panto, I decided to stay. Uh, uh, the theatre used to have little flats, little mm -hmm. theatre flats where the offices oh, okay. are now. They were all flats for the actors and mm -hmm. for stage management. And so uh, I stayed in one of the flats and uh, I had just... I just had my daughter had just been born. We lived in a farm in Perthshire, and I decided not to go back. And uh, so brought them down. So we stayed in one of these flats for a few months before I moved to London, and uh, moved to a bed set in London. Uh, and um, it was it was tough to begin with, but uh, I decided, and th then. I kept getting pulled back to Coventry. You know, I came back for for plays as an actor. I came back for a little night music for uh, while the sun shines for or lots of plays. Uh, Bob kept bringing me back as an actor, uh, and um, uh, and I, I I became I was the baddie. I was the baddie in the Care Bears when it came to this country from okay. America. Okay, it was the first big children's arena thing. Uh, okay, and we did we did big arena shows with the Care Bears, and I played Professor Coldheart. I also did the album with Randy Edelman and things like that. Was, and uh, I got re I was the voice of Professor Coulthard for this country. And uh, Bob came to see one of the arena shows uh, in Wembley, Wembley Arena, of the one that I'd, I'd put together and directed and uh, plus playing uh, Professor Coulthard. And that was when he offered me the panto here. Okay. He says, yeah, you can have two, you can have two years. Mm -hmm. uh, so he offered me, because I'd been working with Bob, you know, on and off all the time too. Mm -hmm. And because I did uh, Barefoot in the Park here and uh, just uh, some fantastic shows here, you know, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed as an actor. But coming back as uh, just a director panto was, was fantastic. And, and just Coventry just keeps, <laughs> it just keeps pulling me back for some reason, yeah. Well, a kind of a peek behind the curtains. We were supposed to be having this conversation this time last year. Yeah. And um, it was all set and I'm very kind of, um, keen to keep um, appointments, etc. And I had laser eye surgery and yeah. it absolutely wiped me out and I had to go, do you know, I can't, I can't see, so I can't do this. But we bumped into each other a few days later with your daughter yeah. at Coventry BBC right. CWR. That's right. And it was around the pantomime last year and obviously your daughter was involved last year. She was principal um, boy, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, t I've got, again, no one can see this, but I've got a book that I've written with my son in front of you at this moment. Tell me how it is to work with your daughter and how that must feel. Oh, she was, she's lovely. She's one, I, I know she's my daughter and I'm a bit biased but she's one of the best principal boys I have ever worked with she's she you know to be a principal boy there is a way of doing it principal know. boy principal boy yeah what, what's what's a principal well, boy principal boy is uh, in the traditional pantomime you know the dame is played by a woman mm -hmm. uh, by a man a dame is played by a man but the principal boy who's the hero the young hero like yep. Dick Whittington or Aladdin is always played by a girl and uh, I still do that mm -hmm. uh, most panto companies don't do that anymore okay. they get kind of young lads from soap operas and things yeah, to okay. play the prince. Uh, but if there's a prince on us, I always get a girl to do it. And uh, if I've got two this year with Cinderella, I've got Prince and Dandini. 
both played by, by, by girls. And, and Morna has done Principal Boy for me several times. She okay. did it in Invest for me. She did it here a couple of times. She played Aladdin for me as well. And uh, she's a really, really good Principal Boy. But she's, I couldn't get her for a number of years because okay. she's she's a, she went to university, back to university and uh, trained in product design and engineering. And she, she's a maker. She She's a fabricator now for... Okay for films and she worked with star wars for five years she played the uh she, she made all she made the, the creatures for star okay. wars wow the, the number one job i imagine yeah. if you're if you're in that field absolutely she, she spent five years doing that and she's just done something for ed sheeran and she's uh, she's uh she, she, she's just been working on a new beetlejuice film and things like that so mm -hmm. she she She's a fabricator now, although she still likes to dabble. Mm -hmm. And I think she'd like to have been Dandini this year, but um, we've got our new granddaughter, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. It was really nice to, to see you both. And I didn't, I don't think I realised until halfway through the conversation it was your daughter. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's amazing. And it was actually at that time me and Oscar had released the first book. And uh -huh. actually it resonates with me in terms of sharing something with and obviously Oscar's only nine so he's a yeah. lot younger but just that feeling of having like a shared interest or a shared it's, it's we walk past Waterstones yeah. and that book's in the window yeah. and Oscar says like that's my book and yeah. obviously there's the I don't want to use the word nepotism but obviously I've brought him with me yeah. with that yeah, no. but I'm like actually he brings so much to the table and yeah. it must have been so heartening and proud for you to see how Mona's developed and, and grown oh, just, just fantastic you know I mean you go through the teenage years and you think oh when are they ever going yeah, to come we're not there yet yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that knowing look you gave me, right? Let's have this conversation in five years' time. <laughs> when are they going to come back? But they do come back. Yeah. They do come back. And uh, she is just the most amazing person, Mona. She she's just uh, she's a, and she's proving to be a fantastic mum as well. Uh, so she, she's so clever. She's so good. And she's got such a great eye, you know. Mm -hmm. For and uh, and when she she came to do Principal Boy again, oh, it was just great. She was. Uh, it's just lovely having her having her in the show. But uh, yeah, not to be this year, but. Uh, Maybe, maybe in the future, future. Yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe in no, the future. Nice. Yeah. So you've always already talked about next year's in kind of planning. Have you got any plans to kind of step away, or is your kind of idea to carry on whilst you can? I'd like to carry on. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm at that age now where it's, <laughs> I'm I'm feeling two shows a day. Again. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm I'm like nearly forty, and if I play football, I'm like wiped out for the next day. So I can imagine you doing two shows and how physical, demanding, like even the weight of the costumes. I imagine yeah. must have a toll on you. Maybe yeah. that actually, I'm interested in that bit. How is that then? There's a physical toll it takes. Uh -huh. How do you recover after the shows? Yeah, it's. And it's a funny thing because being the age I am, I mean, I'm in my seventies now, mm -hmm. but um, being the age I am, I I do get lots of aches and pains, mm -hmm. and uh, I've, I've been suffering this year because I fell off the back of a lot, right? <laughs> and I've been suffering. It's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've been suffering a bit with my my right leg ever since, and. Uh, you know, when I go on stage, I don't feel it. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, you know, and people will say, oh, let's hear you laugh, let's hear you laugh. And I, I can't I can't do it off stage. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. only do it on stage. And, and it's just a funny thing when you go on stage, you know. It's just like a different world. Okay. And I... I don't feel any. I mean, I, I need my glasses to see off stage. I can see. I can see on stage. I don't need my glasses <laughs> yeah, on stage. There's some magic in there. I don't I don't think, yeah. What is going on? And, and I, I just being on stage, it's just it's magical and and just it's just so different, for, you know. And uh, and I just don't feel any. Mind you, when you come back off stage, <laughs> you think, oh my god. Uh, but um, 
I'm fine actually, and I'm 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 really enjoying this year. I'm really enjoying this year's because I'm back. You know, I'm working with Andy. I'm working with Craig yeah, again, yeah. which is fantastic, and uh, it's a lovely story. Uh, and just uh, you know, uh, and here at Belgrade, everyone is really trying. You know, the, it's mm. a lovely team to work with. Yeah, We're, and obviously the Belgrade's gone through huge changes over the past couple of years. Yeah. But was it during COVID? Wasn't there where it initially started to to kind of change hands That's into right. Laura and to Corey? Um, and I've seen firsthand how it, they're trying to reach out to the community and become more of a community-based oh, organisation. Yeah. Um, and I guess it is pleasing for people to see that the Panto is still considered to be at the heart of all that. I think it is. I mean. I mean, I'm, I know Corey's got plans and things for for the the panto and for the the theatre and all that sort of stuff, and he's very, very much into the community and all mm. that sort of stuff. And I don't know, I don't know whether it will change as we go through. But uh, I've been offered next year's, so uh, I haven't been offered anything, you know, past that. But I've been offered next year's, and I'm really looking forward to doing it again. Um, and um, I think, you know, I, I think everyone's quite happy with the. You know the diversity and and all the rest of it, and the way we do it, and that, that it's 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 the kind of show that the whole family can come to. And uh, I mean, this is they've taken more money this year, I think, than ever they've ever ever taken a panto. Yeah. Uh, and I think the tickets have sold really well. Yeah, so, but Cinderella does, of yeah. course, and it, and it's Coventry as well. It's quite funny when we brought Oscar and Kayla. I think it was Oscar just at the time. He was like. That's one of my teachers on stage. And I think it was actually, she yeah. was a, like a, a TA and she did this kind of on the side. Oh, right. And for him to go, do you know what, actually, it's a Coventry, it felt Coventry. Yeah, yeah. And no doubt other dancers in the chorus were from Coventry. Yeah, yeah. I guess keeping Coventry at the heart of, of something like this is really important. Very important. I mean, it's very important that the that all the young, the junior chorus I have in my cast are, are, come from the, the area. Okay. Very, very important because... Uh, uh, I mean, when I first when I took over the panto, it was only one dance school that was allowed to come to, oh, okay. to be in the panto. And they, did they do like open auditions and stuff? Yeah, I, like? yeah, I, yeah. I insisted. I changed it oh, okay. to do open auditions because I thought, well, I want I want anybody anybody can come and audition. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're a great dancer or not. I like kids that can dance. Yes, that's important. Mm-hmm. But also, there are little you, you want. Kids that have got really good characters. Like there's, there's, there's one of the kids in the in the the, uh, the panto this year. She was in last year. She'd never done it before. She didn't go to dance school. She she didn't do it. But she, my, she is fantastic. Yeah. You know, and she's so good at acting, yeah. and she can she can do little funny things, and uh, and that's it's important to get local kids. Well, I'm bumping into kids. Yeah, of course. Uh, when I audition, you know, when I audition for actors yeah. who were. Who were in my panto when they were little, uh, all the time, and and you and you walk around the West End and you see names of kids. I thought, my God, they were in my panto. They were in my panto, and, you know. And you just think, uh, people, kids who are, who have come through the panto and been in it for three or four years, maybe, and uh, and moved on and decided to go into the business and making a real go of it. It's yeah. just fantastic. I wonder if that's why you still enjoy it. You know, yeah. like half of it the on stage stuff's great, but that stuff there—that's the self-fulfilling stuff. If yeah. I walk past Waterstones, as I say, and I see the books, or we're in a school and I see them on the shelf, yeah. that's the stuff that makes yeah. me enjoy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's not just the actual production it's the the stuff out of side oh, and no, it's, absolutely there's so it's, it's it's more to them yeah. it's just and working with the people and working and, but and i don't i suppose it's not like that in every city it's not like that with every panto in every city i don't think because a lot of them you know change so much but i mean i've been been here so long and 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 
uh, I really care about the pantry and I really care about Coventry, yeah. you know? Uh, and I think Coventry got a, such a bum deal during the war and all the rest of it. They've been suffering ever since. And, and, and just to, to try, and you can see Coventry pulling itself yeah. up, pulling itself yeah. up and, and getting better and better all the time. It's brilliant. But at the same time, the city sees you as, as a massive ambassador for the city. You know, like you are Christmas to so many people <laughs> in the city. And as I say, the, the novelty of me kind of sitting with you today isn't lost. You know, like you played a big part in my childhood. We are thankful to have you in our city and long may it continue. Well, and <laughs> yeah, thank you for for being with me today especially after me cancelling last year as not I say all, I'm really pleased all. to kind of be able to kind of pick that back up and when I messaged Ray the comms guy here I said can I please can I ask the question again after being cheeky and he's like yeah of course we'll sort it yeah. so yeah thank you for your time and thank That's you for cool. being generous with the process of the panto I didn't just want it to be like a rundown of all of the pantos yeah. the behind the scenes stuff is particularly for me it's selfish it's my podcast you know like <laughs> I, that's the stuff that really interests me so thank yeah. you for your generosity and your time it's my pleasure and thank you very much indeed for your time <laughs>